Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio here on KTSW 89.9. Today's date is February 18th, and thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Osmara Valles, and today joining me is my amazing producer, Kobe Jackson, and along with my co-host, Kelly Wellborn. We have a lot of exciting content to cover on today's episode, including Texas State women's basketball and men's basketball, along with some Bobcat baseball and softball. Before we dive in, let's throw it to Caleb for a quick word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast at Bobcat Radio. Located on northbound Frontage Road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and scenic views. Thank you, Caleb. All righty. So with a moment, before we dive into Texas State, we're going to touch on San Marcos real quick. So with a moment, both girls and boys basketball for San Marcos High School are now concluded as of last Tuesday. We just want to say thank you for so much for letting us broadcast your games, and it was an amazing season for everyone. We can't wait for the next season. All righty. All righty. So first off, let's just start off with uh, women's basketball. So the last game was against the Southern Miss Golden Eagles last Saturday at Hattiesburg, Mississippi. The final score was 68 to 58 the golden eagles so i'm gonna toss it to y'all what were the, like the highs and lows throughout the game i mean there was there's so much that i could say about this game first of all the bobcats are now on a twos game losing streak after go after winning against the ohio mm-hmm. bobcats in the max sunbelt challenge uh earlier, earlier this past week and honestly i just saw just so many mistakes from the Bobcats that normally I was seeing. I mean, Southern Miss, they scored 17 points against the Bobcats in the first quarter. And honestly, they just really honestly didn't let up. And then where it really kind of hit the hit the bumper in the road, bump in the road was in the fourth quarter that Southern Miss Golden Eagles outscored the Bobcats 28 to 18 there in Hattiesburg. So, I mean, honestly, just looking at the stats, it honestly doesn't surprise me very much. You know, Tiffany Tullis had 20 points and eight rebounds on the night. And then Janiah Henson, she had 14. So she finally got back into into double figures for the Bobcats. So, I mean, tough tough game for them to play to play in. And then, honestly, Southern Miss side of things, they had three players in double figures. Jerichiah uh, Jer- uh, Bracey, she had 19 with 11 rebounds on the on the night. So, I mean, mm-hmm. a double-double in college, in college basketball, is it's tough to do. In the, I know it's tough to do in the NBA, but to do it in college, it's, it's pretty tough. So, but... Yeah, I mean, the Bobcats just came, you know, just another game short once again. But this time they're now back home for a, another Sunbelt some Conference game. For sure. Yeah, and I thought the the biggest part of this game was that uh, the Southern Miss had 31 free throw attempts. Yeah. And the Bobcats mm-hmm. only had eight. And I think that's that's the yeah. that's like when, when LeBron is complaining about their, 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 their like free throw attempts <laughs> and stuff. And we're talking about like Joel Embiid and, and Giannis getting their free throws. Like... This is this is the big difference because they made seven of eight, but Southern Miss had 20, 26 points off three three throws. Like you can't win a game like that. So even though they're they're like they're shooting better and you know they have better three point percentage and stuff, it doesn't matter because they they just got all the three all the free throws. They got all the calls. So maybe the the Bobcats can be more aggressive in the paint and try and draw some more fouls or. Um, and they need to be maybe less aggressive uh, on the defensive side. Yeah, I agree with you. And I want to make a quick note about uh, about the game. 
um, Tiffany Tullis, she had a career night for herself. She had, mm -hmm. she was perfect. Nine for nine for the field with with the twenty points that I just talked about. That was that matches her career high against the pre, uh, alongside with the preview uh, against preview A and M back in two thousand twenty one. Uh, 2021 and she was the first bobcat to go perfect in over eight field goal attempts before she joined before she uh before joining the sun before the bobcats joined the sunbelt conference so i mean you know there's a little bit of i guess you could say kind of history in that involved in For that sure. but yeah you know obviously them getting the win would be much better if you know if obviously if they would have won that would have been much more appreciated but you know their next game is going to be the toughest one because mm -hmm. you're going against the number one team in the Sunbelt Conference in the Marshall Thundering Herd who have been absolutely flawless yeah. last season. And I want to also make a quick note about the Southern Miss game is that, you know, a couple you know, a couple days ago, really about a week ago, they were in a scuffle with Arkansas State, uh, you know, a few, about a few days ago. And there was like multiple players being thrown out of the game. So I guess you could say for Southern Miss that they needed this bounce back win after going through a, a brawl between, you know, them and Arkansas State. I just want to want to note that out there because I saw that, you know, kind of saw that on my my for you page on ESPN and I was like, oh my God, like really? Like that never really happens in the Sun Belt. But mm -hmm. you know, it was a good win for Southern Miss. Obviously they didn't need a bounce back win after that Arkansas State melee, but they got a good win against the Bobcats and hopefully they can go on. Now the Bobcats can now focus on the number one team in the Marshall Thundering Herd. Oh for sure. Alrighty. That game will be this yeah, this Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Strahan Arena. So it is a home game for the Bobcats. Alrighty, so we're going to move on to men's basketball. So, again, their last game was against Southern Miss Golden Eagles last Saturday. Again, Hattiesburg. And final score is 78-74 Golden Eagles. And they're also on a two-game losing streak on the road. So there's two more games left on the road. What do the Bobcats need to do in order to recover from those losses? I mean, you just got to play your best basketball. I mean, we were just talking about them, how they were, <clears throat> excuse me, on a good roll you know, just late in the season, I mean, you you were at, you were on a, a roughly about a three to four game winning streak, and one of those wins was knocking off the, uh, you know, knocking off the Appala you know Appalachian State Mountaineer Mountaineers. So obviously, that was honestly going to be the turning point. And then obviously, you beat uh, I'm trying to think, you beat Ball State in the Max Sunbelt Challenge. So the Bobcats are two and zero oh in the Max Sunbelt Challenge, and then you drop one to South Alabama, and then you drop one to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, so or to Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. So, I mean, and just also fair in mind, Hattiesburg, the, you know, where Southern Miss plays, it is one of the oldest uh, college basketball arenas in the history, in history of just college basketball together. So, I mean, I, I just want to throw that out there for the, the listeners who know about Southern Miss and who follow Sunbelt Conference basketball. But, I mean, I also want to note out that Davion Sykes and Kanan Gums did get injured in those in those in one of those no, two games, no, I thought it was uh, Dawson. Oh, Dawson, Daw uh, yeah, Daw uh, like, Dylan Dawson. My apologies. Yes. I don't know why I thought I, I don't know why I said Davion Sykes, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but like, Kaden, yeah, Kaden Gums and Dylan Dawson both got in uh, got injured. We hope for them for a speedy recovery. For sure. But uh, you know, just on the game, I mean, you had four Bobcat players in double figures. You had Jordan Mason. He had 18 mm -hmm. points. Uh, Colston Benson had 17. Brandon Love had 10. And then uh, Chris Nix, who we really don't see play very often had 10 points on his on his own so i mean just from this that sat alone it honestly seemed like a very 
productive night. And just looking for from Davion Sykes, who started the game, he had nine points and nine boards. So mm-hmm. in some sort of way, I guess you could say that was a pretty good pretty good performance, at least on the offensive decent defensive side of the ball for him getting nine rebounds close to marking 10. So, but I mean, yeah, another tough loss. And like we talked about for both the men and for the women's basketball team, both of them were on, you know, four game road trips, you know, during the, mm-hmm. during the, you know, the later half of the season. So we're just, try, you know, they're just trying to get back into, into things and hopefully they can, they can kind of squeeze in a little more wins. They got two more games on the road left for, uh, for the men's team, and then they'll be back home uh, later on in the season. I believe they'll be taking on ULM when they get back. Yes, so they got yes. Georgia Southern next. So two Georgia teams. They got Georgia Southern next, and then they got Georgia State. So, yes. you know, it's in the same state, mm-hmm. obviously two different cities, but it's going to be a lot to handle. It's they're going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot to handle. Obviously, being back on the road, mm-hmm. being in the same state this time. So honestly, they just got to be better. You know, they just got to prepare for you know being on the road for the last two games of this road trip. Yeah, and we know we know what these guys can do, especially with this this run later in the season, and they they beat the the number one team, and it's it's kind of disappointing to see them uh, fall like this. However, they can they can bounce back against these these Georgia teams, and hopefully they do. Um, we we know what they're capable of mm-hmm. with this with this last run and all the players meshing well together and um, meshing well together and playing just playing playing some good basketball, I think, and. And believing, believing in the system, believing in the scheme, and I think, I think, I think they can do it. I think they can bounce back against um, a good Georgia Southern team. Yeah, and we just, we just go see, we just go see. For sure. Alrighty. So next game for men's basketball will be Thursday at 7 p.m. in Statesboro, Georgia, against Georgia Southern Eagles, and it'll be broadcasted on KTSW 89.9. So don't miss out. We're gonna take a quick break, so stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Bobcat Radio, and now we're going to shift gears just a tad. All right, we're going to start off with Texas State baseball. So home opener against Youngstown State was this past weekend, 3-0 overall. And, yeah, what are y'all's opinions throughout the game? I know it was a must-watch, so it was pretty exciting for the Bobcats. Oh, man, where do I start with this? Um let me, there has been a saying there has been a saying these past couple of years when the bobcats get hot they will stay hot and they mm-hmm. will stay hot forever so yeah they lived up to their expectations for, for sure. the game i was fortunate enough to be on the call for opening day uh, i was supposed to broadcast it with uh, the young, the one thomas terry but i know that he was you know got down with the flu so we hope he's doing you know feeling better i know the flu bug ain't something to really joke about and knuckle out of you um, but yeah, I mean, just recapping the game first, but just Friday's matchup mm-hmm. you put up 20 runs on opening day. <laughs> and the thing last year, when the Bobcats opened up against the Northwestern state Wildcats last year, they busted 20 points in just the second game of, of the, of the season of the season opener last year. This year, they did it on the first day. Yep. And let me, and I want to note this out here for a second. The final score of Friday's game was twenty to two. Saturday's score was six to one, and then Sunday's score yesterday yeah. was eleven to one. Yeah. So they held the Youngstown State Penguins to only four runs in the whole weekend, and the Bobcats, at least by my calculations, they put up thirty-seven runs total just from Friday through Sunday. That is. First of all, incredible. 
for them to do that. And, you know, fortunately enough, we're going to actually kind of shift gears a little bit. We actually have a little bit of a post-game interview with head coach Stephen Trout on Friday night's efforts. So here mm-hmm. is our very own uh, KTSW sports reporter, Hunter Mancuso, and his rev- in his interview for head coach Stephen Trout. Especially the uh, week leading up to home opening tonight, is this sort of what you expected for the team to come out swinging this hot, or what did you expect tonight? No, I didn't. I didn't expect this. I mean, I, I think we're going to be good on offense. I, I do think we have some really good players, and and we'll figure out that lineup. We have guys that didn't start tonight that are really good players as well. Um, so to me, it's just you know just one of those special nights that, that shows up. And so we've been good on offense um, in the fall and in the spring, uh, but yeah, it's hard to hard to drop the, the twenty run night. Yeah. And then you just said you have your midnight rule, Coach, where it's basically play and forget. But this is still a big dominant win to start off the season. How does this dominant 18-point win where you drop 20 points in the season opener affect your team's confidence going into the rest of the season? For sure. So the, the midnight rule is, is based off, obviously, just getting ready for the next day, right? But um, it is a game of confidence, right? So you want to take, you know, what we learned tonight, uh, take the confidence into tomorrow for sure. Uh, we just can't go in and go, well, we're just going to run and win these guys. Guys, or beat these guys just because we beat them by 18. So to me, actually, all the momentum was on that side because they just gained 18 runs overnight, and now it's 0-0 walking in tomorrow. So, uh, but yeah, you got to take your confidence when we have nights like tonight, and and to roll it into the next day. You know, a lot of people on deck for the season opener. How proud you? know, how happy does it make you feel to see the, even though the rain kind of scattered everybody, but seeing the fans. Yeah. Uh, happy to see the Bobcats back on the field. Uh, it was awesome. It was. Uh, I missed it. I'll be honest with you. Like looking up and that first inning was like. I mean, it was, it was deafening again. I mean, these people were loud and into it. And even through the rain, they sat there for a long time. And I think the score got them out of here as well. But, uh, but no, it was, it was beautiful to look up and see this place packed again and, and uh, see they're excited about Texas State baseball. All right. Yeah, I agree. That was like a really, really good tournament. And I am very excited for more games, especially going against really big top five competitors. And you mentioned, you know, a big team. One, and it starts tomorrow yeah. where... It's going to be a, I guess you could say, a homecoming for head coach Stephen Trout, <laughs> the Fort Worth, Texas native, native making his appearance into into Fort Worth, Texas. They'll be taking on the none other than the TCU Horn Frogs down there in the uh, down there uh, up there in Fort Worth, Texas. So, I mean, that is going to be bittersweet. But I want to know also this is that last time last year when Tech, when head coach Stephen Trout played against T- or coached against TCU last year, he got thrown out of the game last year due to the due to a pitch clock uh, due to something with the pitch clock about not getting uh, the pitcher enough time to warm up. Mm-hmm. So obviously, he looks back at he will probably look back at that and be like, you know, I'm back at home, you know, with my family where I was gr- where I grew up, obviously where I went to school, and he obviously wants to have a nice homecoming mm-hmm. and stuff for the for this game and. You know, like I said before, the Bobcats being red hot, uh, being red hot here in early on, and it's only three games. I mean, mm-hmm. you are making a lot of expectations here in the some, literally in just the Sun Belt Conference. So, I mean, we're in for a wild ride. It is only three games, but you for know, sure. we are re- we, we are we are in for a wild one. Yeah, he's definitely gonna want some some slam markers in that in that TCU game. For I mean, we hit sure. we hit five homers against that that twenty to two. Uh, Youngstown, yeah, Young State win, mm-hmm. and but based on what you said, like him getting thrown out, um, he, he, I feel like he's gonna want a similar performance and his, oh, for sure. his, his, little, his little homecoming bag just, just to get some some sweet revenge. And um, you know, you make a great point about you know hitting five home runs in your opening day. I mean, 
let me let's put this in perspective of how for how opening day was. Everybody in I would say everybody at least as a Texas State student because they were playing because some of the fans were at the softball game because you know Texas State softball was in their tournament. We'll get dive into that in just a minute. But they were in the tournament. Everybody who was at that softball game came literally right across the street to Bobcat Ballpark mm-hmm. to tune in for Texas State baseball. That is that is probably one of them. I don't think I've ever seen that, at least in my time being here at Texas State. I don't think I've ever seen people come from a softball game straight at like right after to come to a baseball game mm-hmm. and just stick around. And then, you know, to think the fans just got more, you know, the fans just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. I'm like, oh, my God, this is incredible. There was nearly I, 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 I want to say I have, I'll try to get the number up as can. But there was almost about 2000 people that were at that game for for the Tech State season opener. And I was just surprised. I was just really just in shock because, you know, in the broadcast booth, I was sitting pretty much dead center, almost close to like dead center home plate. When I looked to my left, it was I could probably tell you that every seat from the, on that left side was pretty much full. Mm-mm. That's pretty much how it was. I'm going to be strictly honest. And, you know, crowd was loud. <laughs> They were really, really into this game and, you know, just what a turnaround. Now, obviously, Saturday's game, it was freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wanted to be outside. Not everybody yep. wants to be out. So obviously that kind of played a little bit of factor. And then Sunday's game and then Sunday's game, a little bit more people showed up because it was a morning. It was, you know, kind of it was a morning game. You go, you got mm-hmm. baseball for brunch, you know. So but I mean, yeah, what a what a season opener mm-hmm. for Texas State. I mean, you sweep. You know, a a Youngstown a Youngstown Penguins team who pitching wise kind of struck pitching wise just struck just struggled all across the board. I mean, their only little uh, you know little game that they actually kept kept alive was the Saturday game where the Bobcats won six to one. So, but yeah, what a mm-hmm. what a performance! What a absolute performance! Now you got the Horn Frogs tomorrow up uh, up there in Fort Worth and. We'll see how it plays out. Oh, for sure. I'm so excited. Then again, again, we'll be going, uh, the Bobcats will be going against TCU and Fort Worth tomorrow at 6 p.m. Alrighty, so we're going to switch over to Texas State softball. So they just finished off the Texas State tournament, which is Texas Tech, <laughs> Sam Houston, Tulsa, and Northern uh, Colorado. It was 3-3 three and three in the tournament, but 8-4 eight eight and four overall for the Texas State Bobcats. So their two losses was against Tulsa and one against Tech. So, like, what game stood out to y'all? What were some key players? Um, I think what he said, especially with the the fans coming out mm-hmm. uh, on that Sunday when I was there uh, against te- Texas Tech, <laughs> yep. there were definitely some fans there, and they yep. were definitely pretty <laughs> were, loud. Yep. Um, just just have a have a, another Texas team come in and have that little little bit of Texas rivalry. You know, we want to take back Texas for sure. No, yeah, I was at that game yesterday too. It was very exciting. It was actually my first softball game, and I was so excited to watch the Texas State Bobcats against the Texas Tech Raiders, even though I am from Lubbock. So it, it had to be a must watch for me. Okay. Okay, like I was still like personally, I was rooting for the Bobcats. Chill, okay. <laughs> but it was like really, really good. Stop, and stop what you said at the game. Stop. Okay, but <laughs> stop. Okay, so honestly, one player that really stood out to me is probably Jessica Mullins. Like she was a beast. Like that was probably I. I don't know much about softball, but she pretty much did the job. Yeah, I mean. That that tech game was Dude. was insanity. It was I mean, so good. It really was. And, you know, 
I was kind of laughing at the fact that, you know, you showed up. You were there just as a fan. I was there as a fan. Put you it know, on the record. I know you kind of had some split ties between you being a Lubbock native mm-hmm. and then being a Texas State student. Yes. So that kind of, I don't know, that kind of split, that kind of split hairs for, for you, I bet. <laughs> oh, for sure. I you mean, could, I was cheering. Oh, <sighs> obviously when the Bobcats were winning, I was like, little mini clap like yay like Bobcats, but you but deep down you wanted you like, wanted dang. you wanted your hometown team to win i mean why not be honest why not but then again we the bobcats bounce back doubled like tech won that last game four to one and they won yesterday eight to one texas state bobcats like they bounced back and absolutely doubled it. yeah it absolutely good. and you know just going off the stats because fortunate mm-hmm. you know i was you know fortunate for me and bo to be on the call for the final game yesterday just think Texas State softball, they were just coming off a insane tournament, you know, last week, no, last week mm-hmm. when they went five and one, you know, coming off of no combined no, no, they come, you know, coming off of eight, uh, 800 career wins for Ricky Woodard and mm-hmm. then walking off, you know, walk off, you know, again in the final game. Mm-hmm. And then this tournament, <laughs> you come in Dude. in your same field, your same field, your mm-hmm. same field, and you go, Three and two, at least three and two, I think. Let me see. I'm going to make sure. No, I'm sorry. Three and three. So an even three split. So mm-hmm. I guess you couldn't, in some sense, you could say it's a win. You For know sure. what I mean? I yeah. would consider that as a win. Now, considering the fact that their next their next uh, tournament is going to be in Arizona. Yeah. yeah so they're going to be testing on the road first. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just looking back at the scores here. First, you start off with Sam Houston. You run rule Sam Houston Bearcats 10 zip in mm-hmm. only five innings. And once again, Jessica Mullins was on the mound for, for that one. Yep. And then the Tulsa game, which I was fortunate enough to be on the call with Miss Presley Davis. Shout out to Presley. Um, you know, Bobcats struggled on the on their bats pretty, pretty bad. And also they made careless amount of errors that normally you just don't see out of the Bobcats at all. So, mm-hmm. you know. That was this kind of the story of get that game. And then the thing, they had a doubleheader right after that and taking on Northern Colorado and, and they go. shut them and they shut them out yeah. pretty, pretty fiercely. Final <laughs> score, that one was eight to nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you start off Saturday with against the Texas Tech Ra- Red Raiders, Madison mm-hmm. Azua on the mound for the Bobcats there in that one. Unfortunately, she came up short once again after a flawless game against the UTSA Roadrunners last weekend. And then obviously you dropped one to Tulsa again. So the Bobcats really couldn't just get not get a hand of the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes, unfortunately, throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then to wrap it up, an insane game yep. between Texas Tech Red Raiders and the Bobcats. Just recapping that yesterday's game alone. The Red Raiders had so many problems with getting the ball in the glove. Yeah, no, for sure. Just they deep, kept bouncing yeah. off, and like they were just easy. Like and like one girl like slid, and yeah. like they were just all like little mishaps, little hiccups. I believe that they got too comfortable. Yeah, and like they're like, oh, we can do them. We can we can shut them out one more time. Yeah. Now the Bobcats bounced back from that, and they just showed them who they really were. Yeah, and you know, just looking at the, you know, just the runs hit. I mean, they only had one run scored, and Texas oh, Tech, Texas yeah. Tech, uh. A lot, a lot of Barraza had a home solo shot to left field that tied the game up, and then, well, okay, first it was a Sarah Vanderford solo blast yeah. to left field that officially put the Bobcats up one nothing. Yeah. Barraza mm-hmm. answered with a solo shot to left field as well for the Texas Tech Red Raiders that tied the game, mm-hmm. and then after that, the Texas Tech Red Raiders did not score since that. Since that, yep, they gave up seven runs, 
after that. It started off with a Trahan uh, RBI single from Trahan, and then a Van and then a Vanford error that uh, had a Hannah Earl score, and then a Carmen Bass sack fly that scored Trahan that scored Trahan, and then Trahan sealed the deal. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. with a three RBI triple that scored Hannah Rolls, Sydney Harvey, and JJ Smith, mm-hmm. and then in the bottom of the fifth, just to add. You know, safe to insurance. J.J. Smith singled to left center field that scored Piper Randolph. And let me add, mm-hmm. Piper Randolph did return this past weekend after a little scare that she had uh, last weekend because she she collided with the uh, left center field barricade and stuff out there in left field, and she kind of hurt herself a little bit. So Sydney Harvey was in place for her, uh, you know, kind of this past this past weekend. But she did return mm-hmm. against Tulsa uh, against the second time against Tulsa and then Texas Tech yesterday. So you know. They finally got back into things after you know their fr- their fresh start in their opening weekend series. So I mean we're re- we are getting ready for their next their next tournament, mm-hmm. and that's going to be in Arizona when they got to face a Oof. couple of couple yeah. of tough teams and a familiar face uh, into that. Caleb, did you want to add on to that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Jessica Mullins is four now as a starter, guys. Yeah, yeah. she's she's doing great. I asked Coach Woodard yesterday about uh, what she thought about Jessica Mullins' performance against Texas Tech, and she was like. Yeah, I didn't tell her to do anything different. The oh, team wow. just the team just put her in a better spot yeah. than, than they did in the last game against Texas Tech. She just played better, and the team played better. And man, they made some crazy yeah, catches sure did. against yep. Texas Tech to to put them away for some crazy outs. I mean, just like a sliding grab midair, uh-huh. no, like in, in between two others, and and Texas Tech had. And they they were messing up some some of the grabs, you know, yeah, like, no. just rolling up the arm, so just, just some unfortunate things, and then they they just couldn't get anything going. I feel um, like the Red Raiders got a little nervy because they switched out pitchers after they were they like, switched out pitchers like three yeah. or four That's times. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was like, they didn't, they didn't know what out. to do. They didn't know what to do. Themselves. They were a little intimidated, but yeah. Bobcats won that one. They, they, they put the the freshman on at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, I was, I was like, wow. That kind of shocked me a little bit because you would think that, you know, their second pitcher that they had probably could have just kept going. I mean, I know giving up that three RBI triple kind of stings you a little, but I mean, you know, you would try, you would think that, you know, Coach Snyder would have tried to finish out the game for the Red Raiders. But I mean, just talking about their next opponents, Mm -hmm. you got the Arizona State Sun Devils. And then you have a rematch from the NCAA regional tournament this past year against or last year against the Seton Hall Pirates, who the Bobcats beat in order for them to stay alive in the NCAA Regional Tournament. And then you got a big-time Big Ten matchup against the Ohio State Buckeyes, a very familiar face for the Bobcats, at least the, at least for just baseball and softball. Baseball played them a couple of years ago and swept and swept them. I, I, write, I wrote an article about that. Uh, and then you got Utah Valley, and then you got Idaho State, and then you wrap up with Grand Canyon. And then after that, Mm-hmm. You return home for the game that I think everybody Ooh. is waiting to see. Yep, yep. Texas State Against. versus the Texas Longhorns in a game really that the Bobcats split with the Longhorns last year. Yep. They beat them in Austin in the you know Texas Longhorn Invitational last year. Longhorns came to San Marcos and beat them pretty pretty badly. So. We there is going to be a lot to say of what this Bobcat softball team will be made of once they get back here into San Marcos. But like I said, they got to get through the Arizona State Grand Canyon tournament first before mm-hmm. they come back here. But 
you know, softball and baseball yep. off to good starts. For sure. You know, we're hoping that they can continue to keep improving and hopefully they can stay where they are so that way they can get close to the Sun Belt, you know, conference tournament later on down the road. Yep, I agree with you, Kobe. Alrighty, that's all that we have for you today. Before we finish today's edition of Bobcat Radio, we'll toss it to our producer, Kobe Jackson, for the weather. Alrighty, so obviously Saturday's weather was kind of very nippy outside. It was very ridiculously cold, but we're supposed to be back in regular temps to this week. Today's temperatures, it's a high, it's going to be a high of 67. It's currently 57 degrees outside. It was a low of 33 this morning for those who had them 8 a.m. classes. And then tomorrow's forecast for Tuesday, it's, it's going to be a high of 77 and a low of 44 for Tuesday's forecast. So spring almost here. We're so close. Mm-hmm. We you, you can just sense it. But, I mean, yeah, we are getting close. Baseball and softball underway. Weather changes are coming. And, you know, hope everybody has a good week. For sure. If you like this episode, meet us next time on Wednesday at 11 a.m. for the next edition of Bobcat Radio. Thank you for joining us again. This is your host, Osmada Vias, along with my producer, Kobe Jackson, and my co-host, Kayla Wellborn. Follow us on all our socials at KTSW Sports to stay updated and to also check out amazing content. This is KTSW 89.9. And now let's get you to the other side of radio.